Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello. So it's another week. Another week. We got to ride on a train. That Don't was an you? experience. It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Fun. We went to see our kiddos and had band parent weekend, and that was fun. Yes, go band. Woohoo! And they, uh, Liberty beat Brigham Young University. By a good song. Yeah, it was a really good game. And of course, the band was amazing. Of course. Yes, yes, especially that baritone player named Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we were able to see our daughter, and it was just a good family time. Well, we want to shout out Frankfurt, Germany. We are so excited that we have listeners from Frankfurt, Germany. Of course, yeah. we're so excited for all our listeners, but we wanted to shout out to you today and say thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, Germany. Absolutely. Yes. Well, yes. what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about successful marriages. Okay. All right. You know, it's interesting. Um, successful couples are often very much in touch with each other's emotional and psychological world. Ah. And I think when we look at that, we look at intimacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, God didn't create us to to be alone. Right. It, you know, God is triune and Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Three, three persons, one God, mm-hmm. three in one. And so when God saw that Adam was alone, you know, he saw, man, that's not good. So God brought him a helpmate of whom he could really become intimate with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was Eve. Yes, yes. Uh, and so uh, the mother of living. Absolutely. So successful marriages, does that have to be, like, what What do you think of when you think of successful marriages? Do you think of people that are rich? Do you think that people, what do you think about what makes a successful marriage? I think that a lot of people, the world, will think of, successful marriages of health, wealth, and prosperity. Right. Um, the older I get and the more I get into God's word in, mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. the more I see that it's not. That's that's just not. No. I think, personally, we have a pretty successful marriage. We do. Yeah. We do. It's been, we, we've yeah. earned it. We well, God has <laughs> God has been good to us, um, and yeah, I think that we do have a successful marriage, and it's not because of titles, and it's not because of money. I mean, we've been through hardship, we've been through good times and bad times, just like it and says we've been in the house. Yeah, we've yeah. been through the ugly, um, and you know, we we got married a little bit later in life. Yeah, I was twenty seven. I was twenty eight. Yeah, yes, Cougar. yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we did meet in seminary. Uh, well, we met at church, but then we met again at seminary, and we started dating from there. Um, if you've heard, not heard our story, you'll have to look to our very, listen to our very first uh, podcast that talks about our story. But we got married. We got engaged in two weeks. Got married in four months, and mm-hmm. last July we celebrated twenty-four years. Twenty-four years. Yes, yeah. yes, and you know. I think that our marriage has been successful. Did we always feel it was successful? You know, really, I don't think success is even the right word. <laughs> right. I think success, I think marriage isn't about a feeling, per se. Absolutely. Marriage is about a relationship with God and a right. relationship with each other. Yeah. Because God, can he takes that marriage relationship and he creates a oneness right. of intimacy. And intimacy is not just sexual, physical, yeah. but it's also, you know, emotional, communicative. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 
It's relational. It's experiencing life together. And I think that's what we, we've been successful and effective, effective in that, uh, in our marriage. Yeah. And we, you know, we've, we've never really stopped talking to each other. I mean, when we first met, we talked, talked, talked all the time and we talked about so many different topics. We've always been able Mm -hmm. to talk pretty much about anything. And we've noticed that you know, we're not as close when we're not talking through things. But, and then we would, you know, come back around and, and, and talk some more. But we also are comfortable in silence. And I think marriages need to be, you need to be able to talk, but you also need to be able to be quiet together. I, I think you're exactly right. Isn't that kind of how God speaks to his people, that mm-hmm. he He sometimes speaks loudly? Right. Sometimes he's silent. Yeah. And I think it's it's in the stillness of quiet yeah. that we often are able to grow and reflect and grow in our relationships, including our marriage. And be at peace. And be at peace. Right. And I'm thankful that we found that early on and we've had that throughout our marriage. I mean, sometimes we'll go on trips and we'll feel like we should be talking and then we're like, you know, I just don't really have anything to say. And then we're like, well, that's okay. We're together. Because we really know a lot about each other. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you get to know each other to the point where you mm-hmm. can almost predict what the person's going to say. Yeah. And you got to be careful with that because you don't want to mind read. Right. But, that can happen. But it's very accurate that when you're so intimate mm-hmm. that that's true. I think that's another reason why a lot of people, when their spouse dies, uh, they they go soon after. Right. I've had a couple of a couples that mm-hmm. I know of. That were they're older in age, and, and right. one died, and a week later the other one died. Yeah, uh, that was recent. Was yeah, yeah. And, and it's sad, but it's also kind of exciting too because you see how close and how in love they really were. And it takes work. Yeah, it, it definitely work. does take work, and there are barriers. Some barriers, I think, in the intimacy is is the fact that we are – some of the blessings are that we're in this uh, the century that we live in. Yeah. And some of the curses are that we're in the century that we live in. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> because the technology and the ability to know about everything we want to learn and know yeah. and the quickness of knowledge mm-hmm. and the busyness of society because of it right. really can be a barrier. It can be a barrier, um, definitely. And I tell you, I sure am glad that we didn't have cell phones when we were growing up. You know, we didn't have social media and all those things that our children and teenagers have to contend with nowadays. I think that, you know, some of the things that made the culture or family Mm -hmm. structure stronger uh, was before all the technology was Mm -hmm. eating at the table. Right. A lot of families don't do that at all. No, no. Uh, was praying over your food mm-hmm. uh, and talking about your day. Right. That seems very basic. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's not anymore. No, no. And, and not to knock anybody's, you know, family style or anything like that. But, of course not. you know, sometimes, you know, being in education, I see kids that don't know how to use manners when they eat, that don't know how to have conversations at the table with other people and things like that, because we are so fast paced. I think those have been left behind. It's time to bring back family night supper. You know, it's time to bring that back and talk. We had some great talks with our kids mm-hmm. and we have some great talks uh, today over just over dinner. Just eating. And, and I think we need to put the phones down. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think the phones are seducing our society from seeing God and seeing uh, our families. I agree. I mean, where have you been lately where you haven't seen everybody looking at their phones? Nowhere. Nowhere. And it's, I mean, I know it is, it is like an addiction and that can be a barrier to intimacy. We, we were watching a movie or watching TV and we're also sitting there on our phone, just scrolling mindlessly instead of, you know, it's It's, not, it's addictive. Matter of fact, they created it to be addictive. Right. And, you know, it used to be just a little bit of a rabbit. Right. It used to be, people used to wonder, how's the whole world going to see Jesus return? Right. Well, now... Every single person, just about, mm-hmm. has access to seeing mm-hmm. everything. Something happen over the entire world at the same time in that moment. Yeah, which is wild. Well, I'm excited about. I it. I am excited sure. about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So another barrier I think to intimacy is, you know, a lot of times, and we've talked about this before, we let our responsibilities come between us and our spouse. What kind of responsibilities? Work family, mm-hmm. things like that. And I know I know I've been guilty of it. I mean we both have. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about, you know, we really should sit down. You're like, come here and talk to me. And I'm like, no, I gotta finish this right now. And that's mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. You know, I think isn't that kind of why God says he the first command, no other gods besides right. him. And because he wants all of us. And mm-hmm. I think in our marriages, in a sense, no other things coming between us. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a very uh, anthropomorphical or anthropomorphic perspective here, humanistic perspective, that, you know, uh, looking at things of not having anything else come between you you and Mm -hmm. your spouse. And we mean well. I mean, both of us work in fields where we help people. I mean, you're a therapist. I work with uh, teachers and students. Boundaries are important. Yeah, and and we, a lot of times, we'll say each other, boundaries. (laughs) I know that, um, yeah, because I, you know, because with technology, with our jobs, we can constantly be messaged by the people that we work with and things like that. And, And we need to make sure that we do have those boundaries so there is no barrier to intimacy. Sometimes with we need to say no, right, to protect our relationship. Yes, yes, and you've you know you fussed at me and I fussed at you, and but it's it's a good thing we need to make we need to hold each other to our boundaries with work oh, and yeah. situations. Oh yeah, you know we <laughs> we love our dog, our puppy, but sometimes he can be a barrier to our intimacy. He even comes between us in our bed. He does sleep with us in our bed. We love him. Now, he used to be our daughter's dog. He used to sleep with her, but now he transitioned to us when she moved out. And, you know, sometimes we have to kick him out of the bed so we can have intimacy. You know, I mean, things like that. He gets gas sometimes. Well, okay. (laughs) That's a little TMI. But um, he can be a barrier to our intimacy. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we need to kick him out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, um, as we get older, or even before we get older, you know, medication can cause problems with intimacy, um, and and we have to be open about that with our spouse. And know? we're not just talking, although it is partial with sex, mm-hmm. but intimacy is more than that. Right. We're talking about everything. Yeah. So medication can affect, uh, well, libido, mm-hmm. but it can affect our mood. Yes. I mean, you were on something like many years ago. What was that? Oh, uh, it was on a, I was a birth control shot. It made you like... Uh, it made me crazy. I, I mean, I mean, it made me like 
depressed, mm-hmm. suicidal, and actually crazy. I mean, I actually kind of threatened you with a knife, and your eyes got really big. Like, what on earth? Yeah, you weren't chasing me. No, I wasn't chasing you. It wasn't anything, attempted but, murder. No, it wasn't attempted. But you like hit a knife. You're chopping something. Yeah, and I just kind of shook it at you, and then I realized, wait a minute, why am I? And so we sat down and we talked it out. And we're like, yeah, I think what we looked at what was different. And it was the medication. What you know? We sat down and we're talking. Uh-huh. What is different here? Yeah. Why are you depressed? Why are you shaking a knife? Well, at me? the the birth control. Yeah. Pill. Yeah. It was it was a shot that just did not do well. So you need to be able to read each other, and thankfully you were mm-hmm. able to read me to realize hey, it may save your life. <laughs> but I'm so thankful that we were able to sit down and talk that through, and that, and that says a lot because at the very beginning and through our relationship. We talk. Yeah, we need to be, I mean, we're there to help each other and Mm -hmm. protect each other. Right. And I think it's a very important thing to be cognizant Mm -hmm. of your spouse and what he or she is, you know, maybe maybe they don't see what's going on as well as the the spouse. Yeah. Because it may be they're seeing irritability, they're Mm -hmm. seeing a change in personality. Right. And, you know, heads up, because that does affect. Uh, your relationship big mm-hmm. time absolutely you, you need to have constant open communication you need to know each other be aware get off that technology you know set that job to the side when the day is over and and have that emotional physical intimacy spiritual even so you have a strong relationship and i think really really the most important thing with intimacy at any level, is knowing Jesus. Yes. Because without Jesus, and people say, well, you know, there's other there's other gods out there. What's the difference between your God and, and the other gods? Well, I say, well, that's a good question. Uh, my God exists. Yeah. Jesus is real. Right. The other gods are fictional. Definitely. And, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is he did die, and he did uh, die for us. Mm-hmm. And he took our place. Yes. And through that, we can have intimacy with the God that created the stars. Yes. The God that created the planets, the God that created the uh, beautiful birds and the flowers, and and he created you, Mm -hmm. you that's listening. And so by believing and just asking God to to save you by believing on him, telling him you're sorry for your sin, and putting your faith in him, because 2,000 years ago, he took your sin on himself and gave us his righteousness yeah. so that we could have eternal life. By dying, he showed he was a man. By rising from the grave, he shows and proves he's God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So make sure that you reach out to him if, if you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior. And look at your relationship, your marriage relationship. Ask yourself, are we a successful couple? Yeah, I, I don't like the word success. I don't either. But I think that's probably the best word we could come up with. Right. Are, are we a successful couple? And not I'm not talking about money no. and fame and although there's nothing wrong innately wrong with that. Right. But I'm talking about are we showing Christ? Are we become are we a, a spa, mm-hmm. are we in a marriage that is uh building up Mm-hmm. others building up our spouse building up a strong uh children dynamic in our mm-hmm. family right are they learning and growing um 
in Christ and the Word? Are they good people, good mm-hmm. citizens? Right. You know, I think that is at the end of the day, you can live in a box. And if you're yes. doing all that, yes. you're successful. Yeah, absolutely. And we were so excited this weekend. We're so proud of both of our kids. My goodness, both of our kids have overcome barriers and, and, and all kind of things. And um, our son, Gabriel, has a wonderful girlfriend mm-hmm. named O'Neill. Hi, O'Neill. Shout out to O'Neill. Mm-hmm. And we actually got to meet her parents uh, this weekend. It was great to meet them. And we were so excited because, you know, they've hosted Gabriel at their house several times. And we just wanted to thank them for, you know, ministering to him. And they told us, you know, what a wonderful person he was. And it's mm-hmm. nothing we did or anything like that. It's what God did. And I think that would be right up there with successful, don't you? I think that's precisely, yeah. yeah. You know, marriage is the centerpiece of God's heart. Yes. Oh, I love that. Marriage is the centerpiece of God's heart. Yeah. And I think we need to really meditate on that. Mm -hmm. Before we go to bed, are we being the husband? Are we being the wife Mm -hmm. that we need to be to our spouse? That's good. That's good. Well, I hope everyone, and once again, shout out to Frankfurt, Germany. I wish I could speak German, (laughs) but obviously you guys must speak English too, so that are listening. And uh, we appreciate your support. Yes. Pray that you guys keep downloading. It helps us. We're encouraged with your downloads. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on Grace in the Shadows, and God can take your mess and turn it into a message for his glory for your good. Bye-bye. Bye.